Money Talk is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex to be considered before becoming a client of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Securities are offered through HBEC Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Annex Wealth Management and HBEC are unaffiliated. This program may contain forward-looking statements which may not come true. Please consult with an advisor about your specific situation. Taking the mystery out of investing with answers to your financial questions. This is Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald from Annex Wealth Management. On WTMJ. Know the difference, Team Tech Trust. This is Money Talk Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to March, everybody. Mark Oswald, good morning. Good morning. Derek Felsky, hey. Good morning, Danny. And Dave Spano. There. Our favorite number now is 10, right? 10 weeks in a row? Yeah, 10 weeks in a row that the market is up and in the historic start. Generally, when you have a start like this, you have to say, are we headed for some type of consolidation? But, you know, we've talked often about where we were on Christmas Eve and where we are today, but up nearly 8% in January and so far 3% in February. And it has been, it has been a fantastic start to the year, Derek, and something that we haven't seen in a long time. Right. I think um, someone told me that this is the best start we've seen since 1987. And what's most interesting to me is it's it's coming at the same time that global growth is slowing and earnings estimates are going down. So the stock market is obviously, stock market participants are obviously seeing some sort of reacceleration of economic growth in the second half. That's or, the only way I can describe it. Or what happened last year, we had great earnings. We talked a lot about the earnings growth, Mark, that we saw all throughout the year, plus 20%. Yet the markets, air quotes for the radio, were down about 6%. So there was a disconnect between what was happening with earnings and what was happening with the market, and here we are today. Well, you got to take a longer view. you got to look back at 2016 and 2017 and the re returns that we had in those years when the earnings weren't that great. Sometimes you think about buying borrowing returns into the future. So when the markets were up significantly in 2017, really we saw those earnings numbers in 2018. It's forward-looking. So now we're looking at a 2019 market after a 2018 that wasn't so spectacular, and the markets are moving forward for a lot of different reasons. For a lot of different reasons. One of them is we had a great GDP report. You know, people were looking for a, a lower number than we saw. I thought it was, a, it was a significant number. It was better than I had thought it was going to be. And so the la last part of the year was was pretty good. Right. It came in at 2.6%. The street was looking for 2.2. And more importantly, if you recall, in you know early 2018, Kudlow, you know, one of the members of Trump's administration was saying that he thought S&P, excuse me, GDP would grow at north of 3% for the year. And it actually did grow at 3.1. By the way, this was the fastest year since 2005. So it was a good year for growth. A lot of times, Mark, you're seeing economic growth and the stock market uh, disconnected lately, but the, I, I think for this year we might see a, a re-acceleration. When we start looking at GDP, you're talking about a measurement of the health or growth of the economy, and I think that's what's really important for listeners is when you have a 3% annualized growth rate, you have positive growth. And, and when you start to fear things like a recession, you're thinking about negative GDP when you have the economy contracting. And when you have 3% annualized growth, you're a long ways away from a recession. You are. However, typically when you start to grow north of 3%, you start to see some of the pressures that cause the Federal Reserve to make a policy mistake, which fortunately they are not doing at this point. In fact, right now we're looking for first quarter earnings in the S&P to actually be down somewhere between 3% on a year-over-year -year basis. Still positive, 
but down over on a year a year over year basis as we anniversary the uh, tax cut. So I think it's going to be a little bit more challenging going forward. Twenty percent up in a short period of time is is a great return. And and as we mentioned uh, last week, I believe you know we have de-risked our portfolios some. We have moved the. Uh, the riskiness of our of our portfolios a little to the left, which means basically they're going to be a little less volatile, have a little higher allocation to short-term bonds, and and a little bit less to U.S. equities. So we were talking about the things that we were concerned about in the fourth quarter, and one of them was were there was there going to be a slowdown in the economy perhaps a recession. We saw a number here uh, this week that suggests that we're a long ways away from that with a 2.6% reading on the GDP. We saw now that we thought there could be a mistake by the Federal Reserve. They look like they have been benched and a trade deal looks like at least they're headed towards in the right direction. All of these things have put a bunch of those concerns to the sideline. The other thing to keep in mind, of course, is looking at your opportunities right now because no matter what your portfolio looks like, we've had a pretty good run-up in equities right now. It's possible that your portfolio is a little out of balance, a little out of whack right now because bonds aren't growing as fast as stocks are, and it would be a good time to look at rebalancing. And let's uh, let's talk about that after the break, Danny. Okay, we'll do that. Thank you, Dave. It's uh, 1014 WTMJ. It's Money Talks uh, for Saturday, March 2nd. Still to come on the show, Stephanie Emmons who does a lot at Annex, uh, also heads up uh, our events. And Annex University is something that we do for clients. It's one of the other differences that Annex offers. We'll uh, be talking about that. Also, what are called shock events. That's uh, when things happen very quickly and you need a quick reaction. Our planning team is going to talk about that. That's on the way. It's Money Talk. It is Team Tech Trust. That's how Annex Wealth Management operates. You can start at AnnexWealth.com. Money tips that don't cost a thing. This is Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. It's Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management Team, Tech Trust. Start at AnnexWealth.com. Get that free portfolio analysis. Let's talk about rebalancing. We kind of ended the last uh, segment about that, and I want to get pick that back up. That's a, that's a great point, you know, because when you have a run-up like this, and you have a, a second kick at the cat, if you could use that term. But it's an opportunity, really, to go back and review your allocation in your portfolio, because if you did not like the way you felt in the fourth quarter, there's an opportunity now, because we've had a run-up, and it's a, an opportunity to re-examine what you have, not only only in stocks, not only in bonds, but in cash. And so, Mark, there's a lot of things that people can do when it comes to this. Can I just ask a rookie question? How quickly do things get out of balance? Well, pretty quickly. I mean, when you're looking at the size of the moves, when you look at January and February and you look at an 11% return those two months, it's, it doesn't take long to get out of whack from your portfolio standpoint. And Mark, remember, it's 19% from the from day Christmas. after Christmas Eve. So that's a really big That's move. a big move. And you're really looking at two different things, right, Dave? I mean, you're looking at the fact that your asset allocation probably could rebalance. But the other thing you're hitting on is risk tolerance because when you go back to the emotional piece of it, the ride that you took from September to December 31st and then from there to now, how do you feel about your portfolio? How do you feel about your investments? And when we talk about portfolio, we're saying your 401k, your retirement plans at work, your IRAs, everything combined. When you look at the volatility of the markets over the last four or five months, you should really think about reassessing again your risk and your asset allocation. You know, and that, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, your age, your income tax bracket. I mean, a listener right now might be 70 or they might be 40. We're not really sure. And therefore, you have to go through this exercise. And it's really important, Derek. I heard you uh, explain to somebody in the press this week that we're behavioral coaches. And that really is true. Yeah, I think the, really the most important thing that Annex does is coach coach our clients with regard to the, the equity markets. And, you know, in, in conjunction with financial planning and tax planning and, and all the rest. 
And, and typically, you know, people, you know, get emotional. And that's one of the reasons we look at that fear and greed index. It's just a way for us to sort of objectively calculate where we are in the cycle. And when we were at two on Christmas Eve, that was clearly a buying opportunity. That was the lowest reading I'd ever seen. But now we're in the 70s, and that's a fairly high level. So it just gives me more reason to look at our portfolios, consider areas where we can opportunistically take advantage of this of this very strong advance, perhaps reduce risk a little bit, and perhaps change the nature of our fixed income holdings as well. So that, and that's a really good point because uh, we spend a lot of time talking about equities, but you know, they, they, a lot of times the other part of that portfolio, if you're talking about a 60-40, that 40% is generally fixed income or bonds, as we like to call them. And there is a lot of to, to consider when you talk about buying bonds because, for example, if you buy individual bonds, there could be a move between the the bid and the ask that you could drive a truck through. Right. The spreads, you know, the spreads tend to be anywhere from two to five percent. So you know. Typically, we will use active managers and fixed income. They have, they're able to buy greater size. Uh, they're, they're much more efficient in the way that they approach, you know, getting in and getting out of positions. And, and the other thing about uh, fixed income right now, and this is something, you know, I think people really need to think about is right now on a short-term bond, you can get about a 2.8% yield with a duration of only 0.26, which basically means if, if interest rates go up 1%, the principal value of that bond fund will only go down a quarter of a percent. And then really quickly, because I don't want to get too deep in the woods, but you know, when people talk about yields and what, what they're hearing as quotes, particularly on individual bonds, you have to ask, is it yield to call? Is it yield to maturity? There's a lot that goes into that. Absolutely. I mean, we've had many you know new clients come on board, and I look at the yield of maturity and what they've got. You know, they've got a, they're getting a 5% coupon, so they think they're getting 5%, but because interest rates have gone down so much, that price of the bond is well above par, which is about what they would get back if the bond was redeemed. So basically, they're getting 5%, but the value of that bond is going to decline, it's simple math, into, right. into the end. So Mark, just to, to tie this all up, the chief benefit and where we started to go with this is rebalancing and making sure that you have some fixed income in there to kind of smooth out the ride. And, and le- adding to the complexity, I mean, all bonds are not created equal, just like all stocks are not created equal. When you start thinking about your portfolio right now and rebalancing and taking that risk consideration at, at hand, you, you start to think then about sectors and you start thinking about different parts of the world and different capitalizations of the companies that you're working with. Are you a large cap investor, mid cap, small cap? That's tough for a lot of do-it-yourselfers is to try to make that balance in your portfolio between risk, construction, and then where do you want to invest beyond that in the asset allocation? So there's a lot of moving pieces. Now would be a good time after this big run-up in the markets is to look back right now, not only at your risk tolerance, how you feel about the portfolio, how you feel about investments, but then where are you you invested, what's the capitalization, what kind of companies, and what kind of sectors. There you go. 1022 WTMJ Money Talk Annex Wealth. AnnexWealth.com is the website. From simple investments to stock advice, back to Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. Know the difference? It's Team Tech Trust. This is a team segment. Stephanie Hammonds is Program and Event Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Danny. Hey, you do a lot. You serve as supervisor for awesome client service managers, but as a Program and Event Manager, you work on events that cover a lot of territory. We certainly do. Um, We do everything from prospect-type workshops where we bring in people who are interested in Annex Wealth Management and what we do and how we might be a good fit for them. And we also do events for our clients, specific educational topics, um, other kind of social outings um, to ensure that our clients have direct access to the staff and to the specialists here in our team. 
Let's talk about that. So most of them are open to anyone, guests or clients of Annex. Let's talk about what's available for clients. That's something called Annex University. Tell me about Annex U. We never stop learning, right? Learning is an ongoing process that we we begin from infancy and, and we work on it until the completion of our retirement. We thought, well, why wouldn't we offer educational opportunities for our clients on specific topics that are complex, maybe a little scary. So one of the things that we talk about here at Annex is this wonderful team of specialists, and we don't expect everyone to know everything about every topic. It's incredibly difficult. And if you could find that one person who could do all of those things really well, well, we should put them up and, and a, as a national treasure somewhere. And so what we utilize is utilizing Annex University is we take the specialists that we have in specific topics and we bring them to our clients. So we offer a series of classes on various topics like social security planning, estate planning, and charitable giving and give clients the opportunity to meet in a group setting with these specialists, hear some basic information, a little bit more specialized information, and then have the opportunity to ask some questions. So let's look at the schedule. What's coming up? So right now we're getting into our Medicare season. We do try to offer a Medicare workshop for our clients who are getting close to making that Medicare decision. And that's a scary time for a lot of people. You're inundated with mail. You're getting emails. You're seeing ads on TV. You're seeing ads online. How do you sift through all of this? So we try to invite our clients in who are going to be making this decision in the next year or so, six months to 18 months, and kind of walk them through what they should be paying attention to and what they can discard. And then also to remind them that when it comes time to make that final decision, we have those resources here to help verify that that's the right choice for their individual situation and, and make sure that they've got additional help in, in filling out paperwork or where do you go or how do I get these questions answered and getting them in front of the right resources. Well, I know we're really good at communicating, but how do clients find out about this? Every week, Annex sends out a newsletter, which is our Axiom, and the Axiom has information about upcoming Annex universities, which is great. So every week, you can see what's coming in the Annex University course schedule. And if you click on the link for the course schedule, it'll take you directly to a specific page on our website, uh, which is off of our client center, and it lists all the upcoming events, all the five different topics that we offer for Annex University. There's a link right there to register for each individual one, and it kind of gives a, a synopsis of what the course is really going to tackle. We're talking with Stephanie Emmons about Annex University, but we do a lot of other things as well, and we do have a little time. Any uh, regular events that you want to plug, that you want to talk about? Sure. So on our events calendar, there's quite a lot coming up between now and summertime. We are offering our destination retirement coming up. We've got that offered in our Appleton market in March at the new Fister location in April. And we have a few scheduled in the Mequon office and also in Elm Grove. Uh, we've got a, a newer workshop that we, we offer called Saving the Family Cottage, which has been really a fascinating look at how families are interacting with each other and, and when they've got this property that they have to figure out what to do with. And so we've got that uh, event coming up in the Lake Country office on March 5th. It's interesting. I was at the gym yesterday. A guy was talking about his place up north. He said it's been in the family for 45 years. Wow. And I wanted to interrupt the conversation and say, you got to come to Saving the Family Cottage. But I was only wearing a towel. I didn't think that was the right time. <laughs> Probably a strong choice there. So then how do people sign up? So when you go on to Annex Wealth, Com, there's a section for our clients called the Client Center. And in the Client Center, there's a link that leads you to all of the Annex University courses that are available. 
all the different topics. There's five topics, five classes that we offer. And if you click and scroll down to any of those, taking a look at this Annex University, which is the Medicare workshop, you can see the available dates. And all you have to do is click on the available date that works best for your calendar, and it'll take you directly to a registration page. Just indicate the amount of people who are coming, and you're all set to go. And if that sounds like a lot of work, just call. Just call. We'll take care of registration on the phone anytime. Daphne Emmons, Program and Event Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. All right, it's Team Tech Trust. That was a team segment on Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management. Offices in Elm Grove, Mequon, Lake Country, Appleton, downtown at the Pfister, and Annex everywhere. Get professional help with your portfolio. This is Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. Know the difference? It is Team Tech Trust website, AnnexWealth.com. Get that free portfolio analysis. Also, uh, check things out. Get started. Just hit that Get Started button. Get going with that free portfolio analysis. We have offices in Elm Grove, Mequon, Lake Country, Appleton, downtown at the Pfister, and Annex everywhere. One of the things you'll see on our website is Ask Annex, and that's where this question comes from. I am uh, about to separate from service, meaning I'm leaving my job. What are my next steps to take? Well, you know, that there's so much that goes into that because, you know, a lot of times, uh, Mark, people think their only answer is to roll their assets out of the plan, but there is a lot of options. In fact, there are really four of them. There really are, and there's no one good answer for everyone. Everybody. So you have to really look at everybody's circumstances a little dip, a little differently. So if you're the guy or gal out there that's looking to separate from their current employer for a better opportunity or maybe you're retiring, take a look at all the options that are available to you. The first option is you can take it in cash. Usually not a very good option because of the fact that it's all ordinary income to you. And if you're under 59 and a half, you're going to pay a penalty. The other thing you can do is keep it in the plan. I mean, there's there's opportunities. There's, there's really good plans out there, and sometimes that might be the best option for you. The problem with it is is that plans are expensive, and there's administrative costs to it. And as a participant, even though you're not working there anymore, you're going to share in that cost. Other limitations there are the investment options that are in the existing plan. You can move the money to your new employer if you're going to continue working and you're moving to a new employer. Take a look at that opportunity because there's a possibility to take that money and put it into the new employer plan. Again, some limitations there on the investment choices that that plan has for you. And again, cost is a consideration. The last option that a lot of people will take is to roll those dollars over into a rollover IRA. And by doing that, you're really taking control of the asset and you're opening yourself up to the entire universe of investment opportunities that are out there. You can control the cost, you can control the investments that are in there. So for a lot of people, doing a rollover is what makes the most sense. People think it's difficult, though, right, Dave? I mean, a lot of people think, hey, I don't want to go back to my employer. There's probably a ton of paperwork involved in doing this, but it's really not that difficult. No, we do it on a daily basis, and you know, arranging for what we call a trustee-to-trustee rollover, something we do on a daily basis, Mark, as you well know. And when we do that, we can do that sometimes over the phone if the plan allows that. Clients come in, we sit down, we look at their statement, we get on the phone with whoever the trustee is, and we take care of this. And then once the assets come over, you have to go through these things, these risk tolerance. We have to talk about your goals, and then that's when we start to construct the portfolio. But, you know, there is one other option that, you know, we, we often get asked, and that is can they roll over to a Roth IRA, and that is an option, that be, and, and a reasonable option, but we have to talk through a lot of things with that. And it's not binary. It's not all or nothing. You can move some of it to a Roth and some of it to a pre-tax uh, IRA account.
The other point that you made, Dave, is doing the trustee-to-trustee transfer. You don't want to take constructive receipt of those funds because if you do, the employer has to hold back 20%, send it to the government, and then you don't get that money until you file your tax return. So a lot of different moving pieces there. But a lot of people do rollovers, right, Dave? And I think that you also have to be careful about who you're doing the rollover with because if you're going to go to somebody who's going to sell you an annuity contract or use proprietary mutual funds or something like that in your rollover, you may not be getting the best opportunity for those monies that you worked really hard to amass over the years. And of course, that's why we are a fiduciary and we send our assets to the independent custodians of the world like TD Ameritrade, Schwab, or Fidelity. You think we can get another one in, Danny? Yep. This is Money Talk Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com is the website. This one is from Kelly. What does Annex do when a client wants to go to cash? You know, we actually had a a client who was watching um, the testimony uh, in front of the House, and he got very concerned about the political ramifications of it and insisted he wanted to go to cash because he felt that potentially we had a Watergate situation brewing. Now, I'm not here to say we do or don't, uh, but I find binary decisions like that to usually be misguided. When you trade off headlines or off pure emotion, uh, you got to be right twice, right? You get out, but when are you going to get back in? And I can't tell you how many uh, new clients we have at Annex who were sitting in cash in March of 2009 and Many of them still aren't fully invested. I mean, we see that in the in the flow data where money has come out of U.S. stocks and mutual funds on a net basis and gone towards international and fixed income, which certainly hasn't rewarded those investors at the margin. So we try to talk people down. We do a real good job of risk tolerance. We talk about you know what the upside versus downside volatility is likely to be with their current portfolio. Uh, we try to talk about the underlying fundamentals, whether it's monetary, fiscal, earnings, earnings guidance, liquidity, all the rest. And, and hopefully they make a rational decision that allows them to sleep at night. Yeah, sleeping at night is a good thing. It's 1040. It's Money Talk Annex Wealth Management. We're going to take a break and be back with a great team segment. Our planning department is going to talk about what are shock events, those things that just come out of the blue. It's good stuff. That's on the way. Money Talk and WTMJ. Time is money. Make the most of yours with Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. Know the difference? Team Tech Trust. Ron Johnson is here. He's Senior Financial Planner and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Hey, Danny. Randy Winkler is here, too, Manager of Financial Planning and a CFP, Annex Wealth Management. Hey. Hey, Danny. Happy to be here. So we've got regular scheduled contact with clients. We review plans. We make changes. They stay updated. But... There are times when people should not wait until the next meeting. In those cases, we want to hear from people sooner than later. Let's talk about some of those situations. In fact, one of our wealth managers at Annex called these shock events. And I guess the first shock event we should talk about is maybe getting downsized or let go from a job. How do you approach that, guys? When something like that happens is just take a step back and just relax and let things set in. The worst thing you can do is make a rash decision. Maybe in a week or two, meet with your financial planner because right now you got some decisions to make with that 401k, right? How are you going to fund your lifestyle until you find that new job? Yeah, with these shock events, a lot of times you're not thinking clearly. We've seen some stories where people come in and like, hey, I got laid off. And like, oh, do you have a 401k? Yeah, I did. I cashed it out. Seventy, eighty, hundred thousand dollar taxable event because they didn't do it properly. Take the time. Talk to somebody who can talk you out of doing something um, foolish. Uh, you can make a really bad long term decision based on a short term situation. How quickly should people get in with somebody? Time is is relative. I, I would say before you make any decisions. <laughs> Before you decide that you want to go ahead and fund your lifestyle between jobs with your 401k, you might want to meet with that financial planner first. A lot of times when we meet with clients, we're bringing up things that, and we hear, oh, I never thought of that. I'm glad you brought that up because we've seen thousands and thousands of cases 
and we could even tell them stories. Like we saw somebody who did this and here's the bad story and here's the good story. So just getting, like if you weren't feeling good, you wouldn't diagnose yourself. You'd go to a doctor and you might give it a couple of days to see if it goes away, but you're going to seek out an expert opinion to see what should I do? What's the best way to approach it? These are shock events that we're talking about. One of the worst would be the sudden loss of a spouse. That's a big one. And I can't tell you how many times we've heard where somebody comes in and says, I've done this for years. I'm good at it. I enjoy it. My spouse is not interested and I'm concerned what happens if I'm not here. I want somebody that's going to be able to take care of them when I'm no longer around to do all of these things. And I've got just as many stories from people, unfortunately, where that did happen, where we are kind of shepherding the surviving spouse through the decisions that have to be made. And when they don't want to be thinking about this, they did not before, they don't now. And it's not necessarily just a spouse. So say, for instance, you lost a parent. Right now, you're not thinking clear because you're going through the grieving process. But all of a sudden, you're faced with sudden decisions while he had a couple hundred thousand in an IRA. Uh, What are your options there? The worst thing you can do is maybe just take a lump sum payment out of there and call it a day. So you want someone who's, who's not distracted to help guide you through the process and give you your options. Well, and if it's not laid out going in with beneficiaries properly designated or an estate plan, I mean, that's really where we would bring in our experts like like Joe Martin, our estate planning attorney. Absolutely. A lot of times what we do with clients is we'll put together kind of a portfolio and financial snapshot. We always try and get the non-engaged spouse to come in. But if there's something you can have that shows, well, here's how everything's mapped out. And here's the guy to call if something happens to me. When we can have them come in, we a lot of times people think that it's going to be different than it is. The non-engaged spouse is like, well, I don't want to talk about all that stuff that I don't understand. And they think we're going to be talking about all the geeky stuff that we talk about here, the betas and the sharp ratio and kurtosis and skewness and all of these things that sound cool, but why do, why do clients care about that? We're talking about taking the grandkids to Disney World. We're talking about buying that vacation home. We're talking about retiring early. We're talking about giving money to charity. It gets people engaged and gets them to come in, and it's also good to develop that relationship when something does happen. You know you're going to be taken care of. That's just good planning, but we're talking about the shock events, like, like sudden medical expenses all of a sudden out of nowhere. If you've got a good plan, you can react to that, right, Ron? That's where planning catches things on the front end. So sudden expenses like that, if you plan for them in advance and you have someone help you build the plan, you're already prepared for it. The last thing you want to do is you broke the leg, you're out of work, and now you're asking yourself, how am I going to pay rent or how to pay the mortgage? The plan should be in place on the front end. Talking about shock events, sometimes they're good shock events. Maybe a windfall, an inheritance. Have we seen that? It does happen. We've seen that where somebody comes into one of these good shock events. They get a lot of money. And it's very interesting if you study financial behavior. And I'm just pulling this out of the air, but I think it was like 18 months having a windfall until you're back to where you started. Because if you don't have a plan, you don't get some guidance, you just start buying those things and then it's just the money evaporates. So we're talking like lottery winners or gambling winners? Lottery winners, uh, promotions. Okay. So you go and uh, you, you bowl and you get 10 strikes in a row and you win a million dollars. You know, something like that. We, we've seen people win those things. And, and there's these decisions to be made. Often you're confronted with, well, should I take a lump sum of 300000 or a monthly payment equal to a million dollars over 20 years? What's better? So if anybody's out there winning the Publishers Clearinghouse, we're ready for them, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've spent my life training for that, Danny. (laughs) So if you say to yourself, I've never handled anything like this, you need to know that Annex has. We are equipped, we're experienced, we're ready to help. Randy, thank you for your time. Sure, Danny. And Ron, appreciate your perspective. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, now we're getting all sorts of tech. 
text from people saying, I bowled a 300 game. I didn't get a million dollars. That happens in Milwaukee. Uh, Team Tech Trust, know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. The place to start is AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Don't settle for less. This is Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. This is Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management, Saturday, March 2nd. Team Tech Trust. You can start at AnnexWealth.com. I'm Danny Clayton, Mark Oswald, Derek Felsky, and Dave Spano still here. Let's talk about Warren Buffett. Yeah, it's always easy to talk about Warren Buffett, isn't it? He came out with his annual review to Berkshire Hathaway this past week, and it's always interesting, and I took a, a good look at it. And a lot of the things that he talks about in what he looks for companies that they buy can apply to individual investors as well. I know we were talking about cash in that last segment. And one of his rules that Buffett talks about is never getting caught short of cash. In other words, having enough money in an account. Mark, you know, you and I talk about what is cash and what is it a tactical part of a holding. Well, you look at it and you say cash is a legitimate asset class for a lot of people. And they look at cash as being money markets and short-term bonds and cash cash. I mean, there there's a lot of different definitions of it. But for sure, being in cash or having some dry powder in your portfolio to take advantage of opportunities is oftentimes very strategic, tactical, and a pretty good idea. And one of the other things that he talked about is looking out for bad behavior. And what he was really talking about is in his management teams of the companies that he acquired. But again, we were talking about bad behavior from investors who might do something based on emotion. Another uh, idea idea that he talked about is to have a long-term focus. You know, for example, he could own an insurance company and he's going to have opportunities or unfortunate situations like fires or earthquakes or whatever it is. And he holds on to those asset classes because he knows he has them for the long term, Derek. Well, the other thing that, you know, people often ask me, you know, about Warren Buffett and what type of investor he is. But one of the things that he did that was really brilliant was setting his business up as an insurance company, right? So Because every month he's getting cash flows, which enables him to build a war chest and take advantage of opportunities that they develop. I remember in 2008 and 2009, he bought a Goldman Sachs convertible for preferred issue at a price that was incredibly attractive, like an 8% yield, the probably the strongest of investment bank on the planet, and he got it for a song, basically because he was getting cash when everybody else was trying to raise cash. Remember what he said about that? He said they came to Uncle Warren when they were out of cash. You know, the you know the Blue Blood Bank uh, did that, so I thought that was interesting. You know, the other thing that he does talk about is to be careful for fees, and you know, he's talking about not only uh, the fees that he, from his advisors, but that I guess that can apply to to our clients as well. It is friction in a portfolio. Yeah, I mean, we try to mitigate fees. I mean, we buy instant institutional share classes when we buy actively managed mutual funds. Um, we also, you know, use a lot of ETFs, which have very low transaction fees, if any. Uh, and typically, our, our portfolios run about a 50 to 60 basis point cost, and that's not including the fee that we would charge. And I think that's a very reasonable number, given the kind of performance we've been generating from some of these active managers. You know, Dave, back to your original point about the long-term view for people and for a Warren Buffett when he's investing, I think that that's really the takeaway for listeners is when you're developing a financial plan is to look at the long-term view. We talked earlier about what the markets have done in January and what they've done in February, but when you look at the long-term view and say, my goal is a retirement that's going to last 20 or 25 or 30 years, then you have that longer dated view and it doesn't really matter what happens. You mentioned you know, natural disasters for an insurance company. It doesn't really matter what happens in a given year if you have that 
assurance over the long term that you're going to get a reasonable return that's going to get your financial plan where it wants to be. No question. And lastly, and I want to bring this up because he talks about where the current market values are and he looks for valuations. And, you know, an interesting comment, I don't want to really end the show on this, but he said he's finding it harder to find value in today's markets. Well, you, you, you tend to see that when you have, you know, an advance such as we've had over the last, you know, 10 years, if you will. Um, we're almost at the one a 10 year anniversary of the bottom on March 9th, I believe it was. Right. Think about that. Right? 10 years ago, we were sitting here and, and there we were at 6,500 on the Dow. Today, we're a long ways away from that. But the, the one thing I would point out that's a really good sign is, you know, one of the ETFs that we use, it's an equally weighted S&P 500 ETF. It's actually starting to outperform the S&P at large. And I think one of the challenges for value investors has been that the, the domination of the FANG stocks, you know, the Microsofts, the Facebooks, and their effect on these market averages. But as the market's now broadening out, there are opportunities in the value space because value managers have had a miserable 10-year run here. That's a great observation, Derek. And I think really when you're looking at everything that we've talked about today and trying to digest it into what's my takeaway, what are my next steps, I think that you can look at it and say, whether it's asset allocation, it's asset placement, it's what sectors do I want to be in now, it's looking at my risk tolerance, it's looking at rebalancing. Those are all actions that can be done right now for everybody who's listening today. And part of that starts with the free portfolio review, is getting with a fiduciary advisor who's going to look at what you own and talk about why do I own it, what place does it have in my portfolio? How does it advance my financial plan? And if you're interested in doing that, we'd be happy to sit down with you. Go to AnnexWealth.com or give us a call at the office, and we'll get started. Yeah, it's just that easy. Where are we? Well, a bunch of locations. Uh, Elm Grove is our headquarters, but we also have uh, branches in Mequon, in Lake Country, in Delafield. Uh, we got a, a branch at a new location, brand new location in Appleton that is really, really nice. In fact, Destination Retirement Are We There Yet happens Thursday at that Appleton branch. Downtown, if you work and live downtown, we made it real convenient for you with our newest, most just, I think, just stunning location inside the Fister. And if you're listening, let's say, over in Michigan on this big signal of WTMJ, maybe down in Illinois, um, you can uh, we can do uh, Annex Everywhere, which is just an easy screen share technology. It's just that easy. You might as well deal with a fiduciary, somebody uh, that uh, operates operates uh, in your best interest. That, that's a phrase that's used an awful lot, but it really is the way we operate at Annex Wealth Management, 262-786-6363. Again, you can start at AnnexWealth.com. Um, get that free portfolio analysis as well. Just hit that Get Started button and sign up for the Axiom. We work real hard on that. That is our weekly newsletter. That's a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a week. Advice and opinions expressed during Money Talk are solely that of the hosts or guests of Annex Wealth Management and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.